Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us every week on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee and we'll bring the news. Subscribe to this podcast on your preferred streaming platform to get notified when a new episode comes out every week. My name is Brian Willett, one of your hosts for What's Happening. I'm the subject coordinator for numeracy and science, grades 6 to 12, here in the Anglophone East School District. And my name's Stephanie Patterson, the Director of Communications here at Anglophone East as well. We're so excited to be hosting this podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to What's Happening. I'm actually super excited about this episode. It's kind of a return episode for Tracy Landry, who was on our Orange Shirt Day episode a few months ago. Um, And this time she's here to talk about a webinar series that her and her team have put together in support of kind of combating different, you know, topics that are difficult to talk about. Yeah, so Tracy Landry is our First Nations uh, Education Coordinator here at Anglophone East, and uh, her team has partnered with uh, Mount Allison University to offer this um, a series of webinar series, I guess. So they've had two series so far. I think each series has four um, webinars that have been recorded, and um, it's it's um, about combating systemic uh, systemic racism and, and unconscious bias, which can be difficult topics to face um, and difficult things to talk about, but absolutely super necessary and super important to uh, address and just kind of develop a baseline comfort level in in dealing with in our society. So um, I'm really excited about having her here as well. Yeah, and we've often talked about things that come out of the the issue of COVID that we're living, you know, and, and we talk about this with Tracy. It's not that it came from COVID, but you know, what an amazing opportunity to be able to connect with so many individuals through, you know, virtual platforms to be able to address these topics, you know, rather than kind of doing, we've all been to these in-person conferences and sessions where we can't attend because it's too far away or, you know, there's limited seating, but what an opportunity to be able to uh, access these virtually and access recordings. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, it's a, uh, I think it, it COVID probably, forced uh us to think about different ways to deliver these these types of educational sessions and um for something like this it's uh it's a excellent way because people can listen to them at their own time in the comfort of their own um environment and uh and and kind of ingest them at uh at the rate that they're uh, um most comfortable learning about it so uh yeah without further ado here is tracy Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to What's Happening. I'm super excited to have today's guest on the show talking about an amazing webinar series that has been going on for the past month or a couple months um, that have been, you know, really impactful here in our district. So without further ado, Tracy Landry, welcome back to What's Happening. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, well, I do want to start with a territorial acknowledgement today. So it's kind of funny. I always look outside when I, when I want to do a territorial acknowledgement to see if I can see the sun because we are here in the land of the people of the dawn, right in the east, the Wabanaki peoples. And so when we do territorial acknowledgements um, within the system particularly, it is to ensure that we have a lens of reconciliation to ensure that we are honoring the peace and friendship treaties by talking about them, and to thirdly, and probably most importantly, 
make sure that we're using it as an educational tool. So Mi'kma'ki here, which is where Anglophone East resides, is um, the land of the Mi'kmaq. They're one of the five nations that make up the Wabanaki peoples. And I want to say that even though the sun is not shining today, I looked outside at a bird feeder this morning in my backyard, and there's like 20 sparrows out there. Mm -hmm. So how beautiful it is to be reminded of what an incredible place we live in. So thanks. Thanks for being with us uh, again. And I'm really excited to talk about this because I did get the chance to uh, attend one of the webinars and it was uh, just enlightening and like a wonderful, beautiful experience. And um, just so much knowledge. There's so much knowledge in our community um, that I'm just so happy that we're having the opportunity to share uh, that knowledge with the broader community and uh, I just think it's so important for people to tune into the these kinds of things even if you're not sure even if you think it might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable even if it makes you have to face uh, some things about yourself and your own beliefs that you've um, you know systemically grown up believing uh, it's just so important and cathartic, I think, to face those things and to learn about them and then to uh, be able to move on and do better. So I don't know uh, <laughs> if you want to kind of give us a broad uh, view of what the, the webinars are there. And uh, I know they're in partnership with Mounet. I'm not sure if there's other partners um, involved, but just kind of a, a broad overview of what the webinars are and what and what they're hoping to accomplish. Awesome. I can do that. Well, I'd like to acknowledge um, the folks who kind of dreamed and schemed this up. And, and the Indigenous Advisory Group for Anglophone East is made up of a number of folks of Indigenous ancestry. And so I do want to give a shout out to um, our elder, Donna Augustine, who works with us in so many different ways on so many different levels. And I'd also like to acknowledge Denny Roy, Joyce Jensen, Doug Stewart, and Virginia Vicare, who are all educators in our district and come to the table to talk about all things First Nation education or Indigenous education with me. And also, I have a parent on that committee, Debbie Warman, um, originally from Elsie Booktug, and she currently resides in Riverview. And I have, of course, Patty Quinn from Mount Allison University. And she's the Indigenous Students uh, Coordinator. So she does programming for the Indigenous students at Mount Allison University. And so we did officially partner up with Mount A, but I also had some help, um, you know, brainstorming with Luke Malenfant, who is the community um, coordinator uh, for the Tantrum, our family of schools. Yeah. And so he kind of helped me um, think about how to roll this out in a way that would be inclusive uh, while honoring First Peoples first and foremost. And so the way that we've um, approached this is to look at this webinar series in four rounds. And that in and of itself is a structure that's based on sweat lodge ceremony where four rounds are done in a sweat lodge ceremony. So. The number four, of course, Donna has shared before that it is a very important number and it represents the four directions, the four sacred medicines, the four sacred colors, 
And so we wanted to honor that pedagogical look, if you will, or indigenous worldview in the way that we set up these webinars. Um, and we started in the first round with ensuring that we had elders speaking to us um, in terms of the historical context here. So we had Elder Jane Meter from Member 2 join us for the first one, um, Youth Elder Paulina Meter um, for the second one. We had Donna Augustine do um, a webinar on repatriation, and then we rounded off that first round with Noel Millier from Elsie Bogtuk. So that first round of webinars is publicly available now. It's been uploaded to YouTube and those links have been shared out to folks. And the second round is probably going to be released later this week, either tomorrow or Monday, because we're still editing a couple of them. But the second round brought um, different viewpoints to the table. We had um, a, a really great webinar over the March break with post-secondary folks from STU, UNB and Mount A. And we had a youth group who are current students at those institutions talk about post-secondary uh, considerations, barriers, uh, stereotypes around um, post-secondary education and, and the experiences they have had. We then had our youth advisory group. So Anglophone East has a youth advisory group. And they did an amazing job of sharing their stories of their experiences thus far. Uh, in Anglophone East. So there's two recent graduates and two that are graduating uh, this year and it was very courageous and amazing of them to to provide that that perspective and that is one I really encourage folks to ensure they take a boo at. Um, and then we had um, Sasha DeWolf join us uh, and Sasha DeWolf is from the Office of First Nation Education at EECD and she is a force and I consider her a mentor and I really, really, really love working with her. So big shout out to her as well. And then we also had Grand Chief Ron Tremblay do a webinar with us. Um, he is from Wallisque territory and an elder and that was an amazing webinar too. So I, I it's so exciting. I mean, that's just the first two rounds. We have a couple more rounds coming, but that's the context and where it came from. And really a little, I'll talk a little bit more about why we felt there was a need for it in a little while as well. So. It sounds amazing with the speakers that are a part of these webinars and it sounds so engaging and it, hopefully our listeners want to even go watch the recordings of them. But for the upcoming rounds, how does someone access the link to take part in the webinar live? That's a great question. So Patty and I send out the links to our organizations. So I send out the link to our entire uh, Anglophone East staff and then um, to my colleagues in the north and the, um, and the west and the south. And then they can disseminate as they like. There's no registration required. Uh, what we do is we send out all four links at once for the four webinars within a round. And folks just need to kind of put it into their calendars and remember to click on the link, basically. They are recorded sessions, right? And our attendance has been anywhere from 20 people to 100 people. So that's been kind of amazing. Um, so yeah, that's how they would access it. And when Patty sends it out to her network, it does go to like Pedal and to 
uh, all of the other universities. So we've had quite a number of university folks join us in those webinars as well. And um, f- the time of the webinars too, I've noticed uh, if you do want to take partake live, it's usually after working hours or right at the end of the working day so that you can uh, fit it in easily with your schedule. But again, they are recorded if you want to go back and, and watch after. So it's, it's very convenient for anybody who does want to participate. Definitely. And is this open to the public as well? You mentioned, Tracy, that you kind of send it out to the, you know, ASDE cohort of teachers and individuals. But let's say there was a parent listening to this podcast right now. Is there a way for them to access both the recording? Is it on YouTube? Um, And then access the the link as well? Yes. So when I send out... um all of the links for the live times, I make sure that Stephanie, who's with us today, puts it in our what's happening. So it'll be it'll be posted in our what's happening. And it usually is posted there for the full four weeks of the round. And then in addition to that, when the recordings are available, she'll post those in the what's happening. So if folks go on to that part of our website, they should be able to access it. I do intend also to have it posted to our Anglophone East YouTube channel. I, pr- I currently have it in my YouTube. Yeah, it's currently in my YouTube um, channel, but it will be uh, posted to that one as well. I've spoken to folks to make sure that that happens in a good way. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's I think it's awesome. And uh, on our website, it's under our media section where our, you can find our what's happening. So you can access them there. Also, every Friday, I do upload them to our social media channels. So anybody who uh, wants to see the current what's happening can just click on that link. That's awesome. So Tracy, where did these webinars come from? Like, what is the origin story of, of, of where why we're doing these webinars? Because it's not something that I think we saw typically in a school year. So is this due to, you know, we always say it on the show, is it due to the global pandemic? Is this, you know, something that's in response to, or is this an idea that's been festering for a while and finally has come to fruition? All of the above. Um, what, uh, since I've started in this role, um, the Indigenous Advisory Group, we've created a circular work plan. And so it's not linear. It is circular. We look at, generally speaking, that there's kind of this array of cultural competence that exists um, based on everyone's own worldview, experiences, and education. So So we started, uh, a lot of the stuff that we did the first year I was in this role was just to bring awareness, awareness to why. And so, you know, there's some some pretty strong policy behind why we do things in terms of Indigenous education. It's in the Ed Act um, that all teachers will um, incorporate First Nation education into their classrooms. It's in the 10-year education plan. Right. It's objective six specifically. Um, And so, you know, those cognitive reasons as to as to why you do it uh, exists. I think we spoke at the last time we were together about, you know, the emotional reasons. So if we're looking at and honoring uh, indigenous worldviews, we would look at it's just as important to learn from the heart as it is from the head. And so when we look at reconciliation, the calls to action, the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls Report, the uh, Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, all of these reports have been done since 1995, indicating um, quite a different history than what you and I learned about in school, right? 
a history that didn't include indigenous voices and experiences. And so that's kind of the contextualization of the awareness piece, right? And there's everyone is at a different kind of space in their own individual journeys about that awareness. And then it evolves to once you're more aware, then you can build your knowledge. And once you're more knowledgeable, you can take action. And so this technically, if you will, if it were a three-year plan, which it isn't, it's circular, as I said, but if it were a three-year plan, this was the year of action this year for Anglophone East. And so the year of action requires us to start having maybe some more difficult conversations that Stephanie alluded to about, you know, I mean, we entitled the webinar series Combating Systemic Racism, Discrimination and Unconscious Bias. These are difficult topics. And so it comes from a need about recent events across Canada. It comes from a need because of the history and the lack of knowledge maybe that as a whole system we would have had for a period of time. And it comes in that because of COVID, we do it in a webinar format, but it would have been the same conversations that we would have had. We're just able to do it uh, more efficiently using that format. So does that kind of provide the context you were thinking of, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. And and you kind of hit the nail on the head there, which is, you know, using this webinar format, you know, maybe we would have tried to do it in person, but this ability to do it virtually allows you to maybe reach a larger audience um, across the province or even globally, who knows who's, who wants to join or who's watching the recordings. And to that exact point is that you have the recordings for future viewing um, at your ease, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, if you couldn't make that time slot, I can watch it on the weekend or, you know, during my coffee in the morning. So that's absolutely amazing. You know, although we, we keep saying, you know, this pandemic has hit us hard, it has brought to life a few things that maybe we would have done traditionally in person that these virtual platforms have allowed us to reach a broader audience and be able to kind of instill this hope in many people who we wouldn't have reached before. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with that. I think uh, I think having the recordings available makes a massive difference as well because people are able to digest it at their own pace, and um, you know they can pause, they can take a minute to absorb the information they're getting to to ask questions of themselves, and then and then engage with it in a way that um, is comfortable for them. I really think that it's it's uh, it, it's going to change the way that we that we engage with ourselves and with each other to have to have the ability to do that. Love it. I hope so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so let's talk about the upcoming rounds and, and, and maybe we get a sneak peek to our listeners of, you know, mentioned you mentioned some speakers of the first two rounds. So who, who can we anticipate and what topics can we anticipate as we move into the next two rounds of this great webinar series? Well, I can certainly share the topics. Um, I don't have permission to share names yet, <laughs> so I won't do that, um, but I am working um, alongside Black Lives Matter to incorporate a BIPOC lens and um, a Black Lives Matter lens, um, working on uh, unconscious bias, specifically speaking to that in a webinar, and, um, and privilege different forms of privilege. So those are kinds of uh, some of the topics. Um, the historical context of people of color in New Brunswick. Um, we are looking at 
two-spirited and speaking to two-spirited. And we are also looking at newcomers and having some organizations work on some of that with us. And we also will be involving River of Pride. So I can drop that name in terms of LGBTQ2S+. So that's the next round and a half, probably, right? <laughs> and then, um, and we're hoping to do that in May, okay? Part of, part of that, yeah, yeah. We're just on, we're on a, a one-month hiatus to kind of breathe. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we're hoping to do that in May. And then the last round uh, will, I hope, culminate on National Indigenous Peoples Day, where we will invite back elders and um, our advisory group to kind of come back and, and have an open format or panel, if you will, or sharing circle on, you know, what have we learned from this? What are, you know, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly? Like what, what, and what do we need to do next? So that's kind of the vision for the next couple of rounds, right? To, to broaden, broaden the voices brought to the table and then to circle back again to the first peoples the indigenous peoples of this land and and those voices and uh just just to touch on the acronyms used bipoc is black indigenous people of color uh i know that's a new-ish acronym that's that's uh floating around but that is b-i-p-o-c so actually a lot of people have asked me what that is so thanks for doing that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's amazing the lineup that you have coming up. I know we haven't name dropped yet and, and we can't do that. But, you know, the topics that are coming up are, are so relevant to today um, and to the and, and to our listeners who, who want to be part of that and hear of the history and hear more about it. You know, it's fascinating. And kudos to you, Tracy, and your team for, for putting this together, this webinar series, these four rounds and even choosing topics that often could be touchy. Right. And, and could be kind of hard to talk about but we need to talk about them. So kudos to you for, and your team for, for bringing these to light and shedding light on them and having the opportunity to both talk about and hear about what they are and, and what they mean. And, and what do you hope that people will um, do after they engage with these webinars? Like, do you, are you hoping that uh, teachers bring these discussions more into their classrooms or uh, that they share the recordings with their students? Is, are they, are they student friendly? Um, I guess that would depend on the age maybe of the students, but, uh, yeah, just kind of, what are you hoping that the aftermath, uh, of these, of these webinars are? Well, I'm hoping that this will build people's knowledge, mm -hmm. right? And thereby potentially build somewhat of, you know, the buzzwords, cultural competence, um, which can mean so many things, but at least the knowledge and arm people with a comfort level that will allow the narrative of I'm scared to teach this because I don't feel 100% competent in it to remove that as a barrier. Um, at the end of the day, it is interesting, like for myself, who is a settler, to feel uncomfortable about a conversation and even acknowledge that, well, wow, like imagine if I'm uncomfortable about this, how uncomfortable has it been mm -hmm. for some of my First Nation friends their entire lives, 
in dealing with microaggressions, in dealing with systemic racism, in dealing with a lack of knowledge and, um, and action that is required to really change things. So to, to circle back, I do want to obviously build knowledge of whomever, right? Because if we can have those difficult conversations and we can feel confident in somewhat of the information that we have, then we can actually take action. And people can be better allies. Mm -hmm. People can use that information to get over the discomfort of doing something because we need teachers, we need educators to do something in regards to Indigenous education to hopefully put it on everyone's radar that it is all of us that need to think about these things and do better, no matter what lens we come from or experience we come from. So can some of them be watched by kids? Yes, of course. Yeah. High school kids for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us about this experience or just even what you guys are working on in your, uh, in your team otherwise or? Well, I know that the team, um, we, we did meet as an advisory group a couple of times in really small areas and mostly on teams, as you know. Um, so the, the Indigenous advisory group has um, identified a priority that, that they're, they are preparing a proposal um, for us at district, and, and that'll be shared uh, shortly um, about a priority that, um, that we'd like to focus on for the next couple of years. So there's that. Um, we do have, I guess it's important to note that every building in our district uh, is, has a champion for First Nation education. And so that coalition, that group, where there's a liaison um, between myself and the school exists in, in every building. Now, in the past, we were able to gather and, re and learn from elders and learn from knowledge keepers and culture keepers and, and artists and authors and all of these sorts of things um, in person. And we will be circling back to those types of gatherings again and providing those opportunities for friendship, right, and learning from one another. So that's kind of what the group's thinking about now. And as we're able to gather in person, that momentum that was built in the first couple of years, which, you know, in light of COVID, there's a lot of momentums that have slowed down this mm -hmm. year. So honoring, honoring that we actually probably as a species need to slow down. Uh, and hopefully that's a lesson we've all learned in this. But um, they're going to want to to get that momentum going again next year um, and do some good work together and uh, and honor one another. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Indigenous Peoples Day, too. What day does that fall on so we can... June 21st. Sure. June 21st. June 21st. Yep. Yeah. Nationally Solstice, recognized. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be definitely doing some things on that yeah. day. So stay tuned for that, too. Yeah, Tracy, and thank you so much for taking the time, as always, to join us. It's always amazing to talk with you and, and hear about the amazing things that you're doing uh, as, a, as a coordinator here in the East, but also as a team um, to work towards providing more information as well as opportunities for people to learn more about, you know, culture, our history and everything in between. 
because it is so important to have that open dialogue and that conversation to be there. And you know, let's let's get together again to talk about Indigenous Peoples Day, June 21st, because I think that's huge, right? Um, you know, as as we learned, and Steffi and I said, we learned so much about Orange Shirt Day. I'd love to hear your story and so much more about what that Indigenous Peoples Day nationally recognized on June 21st means and 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 what it provides to uh, to the people. So once again, Tracy, you know, we thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this episode of what's happening, sharing all the information that you have about the webinar series. And I encourage all of our listeners to check out the recordings and also join the live sessions that come up for the next two rounds of these series in webinars with titles and speakers yet to come. Once again, Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time. This is what's happening. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Tracy Landry about this, these rounds of webinar series that, that focus on different topics and, and truly hope that you go and check out both the recordings and the upcoming live links if you have time. Yeah, I uh, keep an eye on your emails for that if you are part of the Anglophone East uh, School District organization. If not, I will uh, start uh, actively sharing them for the public to join in on the live sessions too because I think it, it uh, will be uh, very interesting for people to tune in. Um, and then also all of the pre-recorded links are available in our What's Happening um, and then they will be available on our website and on our YouTube channel coming up too. Um, as Tracy mentioned, and um, the new webinar series is going to be launched in May. So we are super looking forward to seeing exactly what the specific topics are for that and uh, who the speakers are going to be as well. So to make things easier for you, we'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes to both what's happening and to the YouTube channel where we can find these recordings of these sessions uh, for you to be able to watch those previously recorded sessions that occurred. And you, as Stephanie mentioned, go ahead and use those live links to join through Teams uh, if you are able to join. If not, the recordings will be updated to the YouTube channel as well. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Tracy and we really encourage you to check out these webinar series with these great speakers because they do talk about some amazing topics that I think are, are valuable for, for anyone to hear and be part of. So don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on right now to be updated of when a new show comes out. As always, stay tuned, stay connected, and stay creative. This was What's Happening. Boop.